Hello and welcome to Ideas Matter. I'm Alistair Donald from the BOI Charity, and in this episode we kick off our latest series of podcasts featuring lectures from the Academy, our annual summer school. The school was set up a decade ago. Due to COVID restrictions, however, we've reinvented it to run online, nevertheless retaining the ethos of creating stimulating talks that explore from a variety of perspectives some important themes of our times. You can find full details of all the podcasts we've released by visiting our website. Head to the boi.co.uk forward slash podcasts. The new series is entitled The Use and Abuse of History. At a time when our political and cultural world is suffused with historical comparisons, the series explores important shifts in the way that we think about history and why key historical events have become so bitterly contested. This short introductory podcast features an overview of what's to come. The speaker is Dr. James Panton, a teacher, lecturer in politics and associate professor of philosophy at Open University, and who, along with Jacob Reynolds and Dr. Tim Black, was the convener of this series. For anyone who doesn't quite know what to expect today, I just want to start by saying a few words about the Academy generally and then uh, a few more words specifically about the discussion that we're going to have here uh, today. The Academy is now in its 10th year. We began, and I promise that we will be again, an annual residential conference, a real-world forum in which we can come together to think together, to share lectures and seminars and discussions through the course of the weekend. These discussions are animated by an attempt to step back from the immediate demands of the present and to reflect upon how we got here on how the ideas of the past have shaped debates of the present, of what we can learn from great books, great thinkers, great intellectual traditions that have laid the foundations for the world that we now live in. Over the past decade, academies have pursued themes as diverse as free will and determinism, the relationship between man and nature, the rise of the self, and the culture wars. And so when the COVID pandemic meant that we had to postpone the Academy 2020, what we didn't want to do was to lose the intellectual focus for work and for thinking and for developing ideas that the Academy had provided. And so the Academy Online was born. We met virtually first in June last year to discuss psychology and democracy, and then again last November to reflect upon race and racism. And I'm really delighted that we have the opportunity to be here again today to reflect on the theme, the use and abuse of history. Each session today is going to be introduced with a lecture, which will give shape and direction to the topic, but the spirit of the Academy, whether we're meeting online or in person, is that this is really a collegiate enterprise, a collaborative process of intellectual work and exploration. So please take this as an open invitation to throw yourselves into the discussion today, because it's when we all begin to pitch in with ideas and reflections, once we begin to take seriously the invitation to share ideas and to think out loud together, that I think is when the Academy really comes to life. So whether this is your 13th Academy, real or virtual, um, or your first Academy, you're, you're really very welcome today, and I look forward to hearing from you and discussing things with you uh, throughout the day. So just a little bit on the theme for today. Um, This uh, event is about the use and abuse of history. It it might seem as if we've never been more alive to history, um, and indeed to the contested character of history than we are in contemporary society. For example, if you think about discussions in the UK about race and racism and racial inequality, we are often invited to find explanations in the history of colonialism and empire, the slave trade and slavery all quite plausibly. The recently published report by the Commission on Race and Ethnic Disparities has been accused of historical illiteracy, indeed of glorifying the slave trade. 
Determined to privilege comforting national myths over hard historical truths, writes the historian David Olusoga last week. Uh, the report authors and government who commissioned it give the impression of being people who would prefer history to be brushed back under the carpet. The history of race is invoked and politically contested on all sides. This contested narrative of history and race in the UK is mirrored across the pond. So the 1619 Project, a New York Times magazine initiative, proposes a significant revision to America's self-understanding by moving the founding of the United States back from the 1776 Declaration of Independence to the 1619 arrival of slave ships in Virginia, thus placing slavery at the center of the historical narrative. At the same time as historical narratives are increasingly politicized and contested, historical comparisons are ever more commonplace. Writing 10 days after Trump supporters stormed the Capitol on January 6th, Guardian columnist Nick Cohen wrote the following, assurances that fascism couldn't happen here are always appealing in Anglo-Saxon countries that think themselves immune because it never did happen here. The US and the UK did not experience rule by Nazism or communism in the 20th century, and the ignorance our lucky histories fostered has weakened our defense in the 21st century. If Trump looks like a fascist and acts like a fascist, maybe he is one. Lest we think that such comparisons are, are tropes of the anti-populist left alone, we might note that the Holocaust has been invoked by those opposed to so-called uh, COVID vaccine passports. So veteran Labour MP Margaret Hodge last week received emails criticising the potential introduction of COVID status certificates. And one of the emails stated Hitler had his own version of vaccine passports too, accompanied by a picture of a number tattooed on a bare forearm. At the same time, lockdown policies are compared with Soviet totalitarianism, Jordan Peterson blames the discourse of gender-neutral pronouns on the onward march of cultural Marxism, and cancel culture is a form of neo-Stalinism, according to, recent headline, to a recent headline uh, in The Telegraph. It would obviously be remiss of us to fail to spot fascism if it really is coming back around the corner, and the authoritarian implications of COVID lockdowns require critical analysis. But what we want to ask today is how legitimate, how intellectually useful or revealing are these kinds of comparisons? We've asked lecturers today to give some more rigorous analysis of fascism, of cultural Marxism, and of the contested histories around the founding of the USA, precisely in order that we can assess and evaluate some of those events uh, in, in comparative uh, history and in their own specific uh, context. As we reflect upon the specificity of certain historical events under discussion today, and upon the legitimacy of those comparisons with the present, we might also want to keep in the background at the important question of what history is. When we invoke historical comparisons or seek to critically revise dominant historical narratives, ought we to do so with a greater sensitivity to the contested character of history itself, of what it is and of what history means? And finally, we might want to raise a question in the background, to what extent our contemporary appropriation of historical events reveal a deeper dislocation from our place in history in the present? Are we too quick to impose ideas and perspectives of the present back into the past because we've lost touch with the specifics of our own place in history as people and actors who are informed by our past, but are also capable of imagining the creation of a quite different future? That was Dr. James Panton with a short introductory overview to this new series of podcasts on the use and abuse of history. Don't forget to subscribe to Ideas Matter on your favourite podcast feed, and I hope to welcome you back soon when we return with Professor Frank Ferredi, who will be exploring the contemporary war on the past. <laughs> <laughs>